Hello again, everybody. That's for you, Jeff Suits. And welcome back to It's Not Crypto with Brian Ross. We are broadcasting live from the end results with a Z radio network inside the perimeter roofing studio from the country and in suites by Radisson Hotel in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. And uh, again, excited to uh, begin part two with uh, my special guest, Dr. Nikki Tobias. Hey, Nikki. Hello. So yeah, we are back. And so episode six, uh, hopefully, if you had the opportunity to listen to episode five, you have already rearranged your schedule because you're so incredibly inspired and moved that nothing could stop you from checking out episode six. Not a tidal wave, an earthquake, or locusts would stop you from checking out our next episode. So welcome. And last episode, Nikki educated us uh, with the history and really explaining the significance of the Enneagram. And so what we'd like to do now is really continue the conversation uh, because, Nikki, we you would agree, we are now realizing that how we work together isn't just happenstance and that there is significant knowledge and influence uh, that goes with a greater understanding of how uh, like we work together, right? Mm -hmm. Like our business partners make decisions and what filters they use in the process. So yeah. um, away we go. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah, we uh, we talked about how we we sort of happened into working together. And then um, knowing the Enneagram, it was like, oh, this is why this works. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then I think that there's some some ways to be intentional about um, when you add to your team and when you're hiring other people, um, you know, what numbers do we need? Uh, what seats are left available on the bus and and who who, who would best fill that seat? Um, and you can be a lot more intentional about who you hire um, or, you know, maybe you, you hire somebody on the front end and then you figure out what they are Enneagram wise and you understand why certain relationships work as they do. Well, and of course, you know, it's it's fair to say it's an imperfect system, mm -hmm. you know, when hiring, it's a, it's a combination lock, you know, mm -hmm. when you're building an organization, whatever, you know, industry. Um, but we also know that there is information provided, you mm -hmm. know, with the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And we know that, um, you know, there's core drives, you know, mm -hmm. that go with each, each number, each type of each person. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, let's, let's, oh, one other thing. We also believe uh, that there's very few companies. I'm going to mention this more than once yeah. that are doing this. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think many people are doing this. I think people are leaning on, you know, Myers Briggs. I mean, I, I've been in interviews where you're supposed to take some assessment online, and then they decide, uh, you know, what your whatever, what your typology is based on whatever system you're in, maybe the disc, um, maybe the colors, you know, there's some different things that people are using. I don't know that people are, are actively using the Enneagram yet. And I would also argue that the Enneagram gives us an opportunity when we know we're, we're facing some problem, we have some problem to solve, to say which numbers would be best at attacking this problem than only ever leaning on who has the title that's supposed to do that thing. Is it fair to say, again, this is kind of from left field, but to me, Myers-Briggs feels more uh, corporate, mm. and for some reason, the Enneagram to me feels more personal. 
I think the Enneagram is a, is a lot more approachable. Um, you know, we, mm. we've had the conversation before that, you know, uh, if you if you studied the Myers-Briggs, you might know your four-letter code. You might have some sense of what that is. Um, somebody else might tell you theirs. You might know what that means. But but in general, people don't understand all the different combinations of the eight letters, and, and it just gets complicated. And I think in the Enneagram, when somebody tells me I'm a seven, there's just some things I know about what matters to them. And it's, it's easy for them to remember that they're a seven, and it's easy for me to remember there is seven and then it's easy for me and and again I want to be super careful this doesn't mean we um I don't know kind of put them in a box and this means certain things about them and they can only behave in these ways. It's not that. But if I understand their core motivation, if I understand their core fear, if I understand um, what matters to them holistically to sevens overall, then I can ask that person specifically what part of X, Y, or Z matters to you. And now we're already building relationship because how many times have somebody said that to somebody else? Talk to me about why you do this right. particular thing. Or, you know, it, it feels like this thing is really important to you. Where did that come from? Or you have this hobby that you spend so much time, energy, and attention on. You know, what's that about? And and gosh, yes, that is human. That mm-hmm. is personal. But when, you know, you say it all the time, people don't leave, or people leave companies, they don't leave family, or they don't leave community. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when we do this Enneagram thing, all of a sudden, we can't help but understand that we are a dysfunctional family as every family is. And then how do we, how do we best honor everybody in their space uh, on the Enneagram and what that looks like? Well, you, you said it best, Nikki, when you said the Enneagram gives us uh, really practical tools yeah. to intentionally nurture yep. a relationship. And yeah. I love this part and not jack it up. Yeah. <laughs> so no, with that's that, a big phrase some, of mine. <laughs> there's some, uh, of course, there's some do's and don'ts. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely do's and don'ts for for every number. And this is something again that if we learned, um, you know, what what somebody was in a in a recruitment process, in a hiring process, in an onboarding process, or maybe later on. Okay, you have teams that are firmly established, but you want to figure out why that team isn't getting along, or why that team uh, jives really well, or uh, you know, listen, it costs a lot of money um, for somebody to quit or get fired, and you to go through the process to hire somebody to replace them. If we can take that team and help them understand each other better so that they're more likely to work better together, that's almost always worth your investment than starting over with somebody new or needing to move people around and changing their titles and doing all those things. And so, yeah, each number has a list of kind of do's and don'ts, some ways that they want to be treated, some ways that they don't want to be treated. And and again, just knowing that, um, and those are things, you know, similar to the Myers-Briggs when you talk about introversion and extroversion. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have a whole suite of office doors and on each door, you're writing whether that person's an introvert or extrovert because extroverts don't mind if you bust through their office door and you interrupt them. And introverts really do. And it's a very simple thing to stop at an introvert's door and wait for them to invite you in. That's a simple thing that any of us can do. I'm not less of me because I take a pause and let an introvert invite me in, right? But I'm honoring them and that's going to help our relationship. Some of these do's and don'ts, some of the the sort of core drives, if we posted those on our office doors, the outside our office doors, or like you were talking about when we had all the agents in town and we made them, they made name tags and they mm-hmm. put their number on. When we just remember that, it just causes us a moment's worth of pause to say, okay, so how do I want to approach them? And it's, it's a two second thought. Oh, that's right. She's an eight. Okay. That means these certain things cut to the chase. And this is a day and age, and this is a world that we live in now where, you know, you really can, you know, you want to be more sensitive, right, to people. I like hope you so. want to have a better awareness for, you know, how to, to 
talk to people, work with people, inspire people, uh, confront people, and, yeah. and do it in a way that, um, you know, it's a win-win, right, yeah. for all parties involved. Yeah. Well, we're in the midst of, you know, coming out, hopefully, of, of this COVID thing, but, like, everybody's hiring, right? Yeah. And, and people decided in COVID that there were certain jobs that they weren't going to do anymore, and there's a certain um, type of community and a job that they want in the future that they wouldn't have known to want in the past or didn't think that they should strive for. And so now with more people kind of moving around, not just within their industry, like changing industries entirely uh, in their job. I think the last number I heard was people change industries for their career, something like seven to 11 times in a lifetime. So it's not like you were always working in sales and now you just sell a different widget. It's like, no, no, no. I was in sales and now I went to medicine. And now I went to law or whatever that looks like, major, major industry changes. And so us knowing ourselves better helps us find jobs that help fill our cup more, but also employers and, and team leaders and managers knowing the Enneagram helps them understand why people are good at what they're good at or why they're not a best fit in, in that particular role and why it might make sense to move them somewhere else. I'm looking at mine and just smiling like... Your do's and don'ts? Yeah, my, mm -hmm. my type two do's. Ask me about myself. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Uh, the don't. So don't take me for granted. Yeah. Uh, and this one, I'm going to skip one, but I'm going to go to the last one. Uh, don't make me feel left out. Yeah. And I had a story in a previous episode where I had gotten a, a piece of, of notebook paper and it was like, no, we don't like Brian Ross. And like the whole class had signed it. Mm. And I'm thinking that stuck with me. Oh, yeah. Like that's yeah. here I am almost 50 and yeah. like that story, like opening that piece of paper that has, that's burned in it my was brain. A pivotal, yeah. Experience for you. And, and that's a good point to say, you know, I, I mentioned in the last episode that we talked about the one way that the Enneagram is different is it's not about what we do, why, you know, our actual behavior. It's about why we do what we do, those core fears and core motivations. But another thing to talk about is that your Enneagram number will stay the same throughout your whole life because it's based on a trauma you perceived or perceive you exper experienced as a child. And, and sometimes we can put our finger right on that and sometimes we can't. But um, the point is there, there isn't, a, and no one number is better than any other number. We're not trying to be a That's nine an because point. they're, they're the, that's the highest number. I am an eight forever. The question is, I have the, the opportunity to be an unhealthy eight, an average eight, or a healthy eight. I have the opportunity to step into the parts of eight that, that really work for me and I'm really proud of. And I have the opportunity to move away from bully, arrogant, aggressive behavior. And that's on me every day. Every interaction, every experience, when somebody cuts me off on the road, um, <laughs> you know, when somebody's really slow at the grocery store, you know, whatever that looks like, I still have a choice every day to be my best self um, and to choose behaviors that I'm proud of. So as we now know, you know, just using the the, the four of us, you know, you, myself, um, Sean and, and Paul, mm -hmm. you know, we know what our core drives are. Yep. So like mine is to help, you yes. know, yours is to influence. Yes. Uh, Paul's is... To, to enjoy, enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. And Sean's is to succeed, yeah. So here's the pro tip. Um, you know, professional growth can come from the awareness of how you might be feeling mm -hmm. and not acting like you've always acted yep. or projecting in a way that you normally would. Yeah. And so that's some next level stuff, I think. Um, like I don't come up with much, but I did come up with that. And so when you think about that in relation to working with others, and some of our key observations, mm -hmm. you know, as an organization and mm -hmm. just some of the growth and the, yeah. and the um, culture 
You know, mm-hmm. we talk about like culture is the machine that builds the machine. Mm-hmm. And right now we feel like we've got a stronger culture yeah. in our organization than ever before. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about that, Nikki, just some key observations you've seen in our organization so far this year. Yeah. I mean, when I think about even just that core drive alone, like knowing that about our people. So, so if I have to have a difficult conversation with Paul and I know that his, <laughs> you know, his primary drive is to enjoy life. And I know that I'm about ready to walk into th- something that he's not going to perceive as fun. Um, I frame that a little differently and I might lead with this might not feel good, but I feel like it's a piece that you might not be thinking about, or it's a perspective that we haven't considered yet. And if we can just talk through this, we can have fun on the other side of it, but we've got to get through this to get there. And then he's usually more open, right? He's kind of, he kind of like, like white knuckled it, right? Like he might have to have to bear down and do this thing that he's not that isn't fun momentarily, but that the long term could be fun if we get over this hurdle, right? For you, it's to help. And so lots of times, and I don't know if you realize this, but sometimes when we talk, I'll say, I need your help with X. Not I need you to do X, not I need this from you. I need your help. Can we butt it up? And then usually because I use your words, you want to help. Of course. And so it's harder for you to say no. And again, this is what I'm talking about, kind of managing your manager. Like, I, I don't feel like I manage you or Sean, but I there are times I need things that are not in you in either of your sort of daily work, but I can't do what I need to do without your perspective or your approval or, yeah, let's do that or wait, there's more information you don't have. And so sometimes, you know, we just have to hash that out. Yep. And so even my sense of, you know, me being interested in influencing, I mean, you guys have always been very, very open to me saying, so why do we do this like this? Because it feels more efficient if we would do this other thing. And, and, and without me knowing it again, my natural inclination is that's influencing change. And I'm a big picture thinker. I think a lot about strategy and, and sometimes you guys, we talk about the whirlwind from the, the disciplines of execution, 40 X, you know, and so Sean will talk about, man, I'm really in the whirlwind today. And so we have some language about that, but you know, I'm usually like the 30,000 foot view, like way above the whirlwind. This is the big picture. And then Sean's more Today, we need to do X, Y, and Z, numbers-wise, goals-wise. Brian's in, you know, man, so-and-so seems off their game How's today. I'm going to call and check How's in. How's everybody feeling? That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm going to call and check in. Haven't heard from so-and-so. Um, let's let's see what's going on with them. And and I tell people, it. every one of us provides a different thing, and that I've so seen our team long before we had Enneagram conversations. Right contact you when they needed a boost and an emotional, like some extra air, some extra wind in the sails. And they call Sean when they kind of need a kick in the pants. And I don't know what, what is it going to take for me to earn whatever trip or why am I, Oh, I'm never closing this sale at this point. What's that about? And Sean's like in the weeds and, and they're running it down. And then Nikki's like the, she's going to get it done. I don't know if she's the right person, but she'll find out and she'll get it done. And so you guys are out in the field and they call me because I'm in the office and I'll fix it or I'll find out. And they they recognized all that before we had language about it. Now we have language. Mm-hmm. And so now we can articulate all those things better to the newbies. So now they're in the right seat on the right bus. Or, you know, my analogy is um, everybody's in the boat rowing. Everybody's I in like the boat. I like this analogy. I've used it. 
It makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't tow dead weight. Everybody's rowing. If you can't row on this boat, I'll help you get on another boat. And then that ties with a rising tide lift cell boats. I think individually where the boats together were the tide. And if we get more of those, the newbies, uh, understanding how we row, where we're rowing, where we're going on the other side of this. And that if you row with us, when you, when you're unsure and you row with us, when you're new and you're still learning and you row with us when it's a lousy day, the tide will rise. Your boat will rise. This is going to all work out. But we need them to trust the process sometimes. And we now have language for the process and, and who do you go to for what and why. And, and I mean, that's priceless. And don't forget, when I go from a two to an eight because I'm stressful, <laughs> that there will be no drilling holes in the bottom of the boat. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> we, yep. we will not accept yes. or tolerate anyone drilling holes. In the, yeah, because I say that all the time. Yep. I'm responsible for the boat. Right. Absolutely. As the agency owner, you are. And I would argue everybody on the boat is responsible for the boat, right? Correct. If, if we drill holes in it, everybody goes down. That's not the answer. And so, you know, thankfully this doesn't happen with our group, but I've seen a lot of unhealthy groups. It's like gossip drills a hole in the bottom of the boat, throwing somebody under the bus publicly drills a hole in the bottom of the boat, yep. right? You can go on and on with ways that people are mistreating one another, sidebar conversations, water cooler conversations, who's manipulating this situation or that situation, who's sending whatever emails to who behind the scenes because they don't have the guts to have the conversation face to face and and all that drills holes in the boat and then you wonder why the boat went down and so we just can't we don't put up with that we don't put up with that it doesn't work that way and we are all i think pretty pretty emotionally mature adults who have all said to one another sounds like you need to have a conversation with them well <laughs> sounds like a good time <laughs> and you're right you know you we talked about this previous to the show. Like we are watching the tide rise. Absolutely. Right in front of our faces. You know, we are Live. literally, yeah. you know, day by day, we're watching the water come up and yeah. we see it with our numbers. We see it with culture. We see it with, with the home office, you know, we're mm -hmm. kind of that, that group, you know, that group now from, from the home office that's getting some uh, national recognition. So, you know, some key observations, um, that of course, you know, we're seeing now is that we're just stronger, right? Yeah. Yes. We're, we're making more significant incomes. We are, um, our team building, you know, far exceeds anything we've ever done before. Yes. Um, we're producing, you know, at a more consistent and at a much higher level. Mm -hmm. Um, I added to Nikki, we're more accountable. Yes. Um, and then we're having more fun. Yeah. Yep. Well, and you know, listen, when the tide's rising and the ship's going up, you don't feel desperate. So you can have fun. And then the fun helps rise the tide, right? It's like the chicken or the egg. No, no, no. It's all together. But when we're feeling desperate and people anywhere are drilling holes in the boat and you think the boat's going down, you're not laughing, right? <laughs> no, it's you're hard. You're not having fun. Right, you're keep... not telling people how great this business is and, hey, you should come join us. Or, you know, if you're in a different company and the position's posted and you want to tell all your friends, no, you don't. If the ship's going down. Don't come here. <laughs> right. We, we, we have such a great thing happening. The, the synergy of the three or four of us kind of administrating it, but then everybody else rowing. And as you said, I think the biggest key for us is people are more consistent in their attendance. They're more consistent in um, trainings. They're more consistent in their attitude. They're more consistent in their own schedules, which builds a better team schedule. They're more consistent in holding one another accountable. They're more consistent in um, really fun competition, you know, them kind of challenging each other mm -hmm. to do their best work. And, and we get to watch it. And then we get to be um, 
even better, even more intentional at recruiting and who we bring in. You know, we have a, an acronym called RIBLAB, which mm -hmm. is running your business like a business. Yep. And I was just thinking Roblab, like run our business, mm. you know, like a mm -hmm. business. Because, mm -hmm. you know, my favorite quote is, is it's a Puntajali 2000 BC, when you're inspired by some great purpose, some extraordinary project, all your thoughts, you know, break their bounds, your mind transcends limitations, your consciousness expands in every direction, dormant forces, faculties, and talents come alive, and you find yourself to be a better person by far than you ever dreamed yourself to be. And so as we talk about this, I'm thinking, if you're going to do everything by yourself, that's great. Yeah. But boy, to do it with a group of people um, that you're excited to be in business with and partner yeah. with and, you know, kind of do life with. Yes. That's a whole next level of, of fulfillment, right? Yeah. And the word that just came to me that, that we hadn't talked about before, but it is absolutely there, is we trust each other. And so I may not always agree with you. You may not always agree with Sean. Sean might not always agree with me, but we will get to something that we can all agree to. And I mean, that gives me goosebumps just to say it, right? That mm -hmm. there's openness to each of us saying, ugh, I don't think that's it. And somebody else will say, well, but, but it is because blah, blah, blah. And then somebody else says, well, wait, we haven't thought about this other thing. And then, and then it's better, right? Like the, the sum is greater than the parts. And, and we get to that. And that's a trust thing. And that too ties back to the Enneagram because it's like, Sometimes you guys know I'm going to push. It's just my natural inclination, but we're going to get to a better answer. You know, Sean's going to be like, what's the bottom line? That's great. It gets us to a better place. You are, how do we need to, to, to improve these relationships? How do we help somebody feel better? We need that. We can't do any one of these things without the other and still have the tide rise. Well, and you know, every business, there's going to be some tough conversations. Like yeah. there's going to be some crucial conversations. So. And so- yeah, like friction is is, is a good thing yes. in any organization. Yes. And so, you know, the work that we've, and again, I would say we're still in the foothills, right? Like we're just mm -hmm. now at the beginning of like, oh, we can go a lot farther with this, especially yeah. as we scale the business. And, and as we know, we're capable of working with more people. Mm -hmm. um, but going back to the tough conversations with the work that just three of us have done so far, or the four of us have done so far, they're not as tough. Right. Because we just go, okay, we know where we're, each of us are coming from. Yeah. Well, that there's positive intention, right? Nobody, like we know we're not drilling holes in the, in the bottom of the boat. So there's positive intention around it. We trust each other to say what we need to say, whether it's getting something off our chest or making what sounds like initially an outlandish request, and then giving each other room to, to defend it and to back it up and then to get to a final answer, understanding that whatever final answer it is, we're all on that page. Mm -hmm. that, that's what we're going to say publicly. And I think entirely too many bosses, managers, supervisors, owners, whatever that is, they're afraid of a difficult conversation. And I promise you, the longer you wait to have it, the harder it will be, the worse it will be. The more somebody like me says, why didn't you discuss this with me three right. months ago if you had an issue 90 days <laughs> You're ago? You're just telling me this now? Right. Or, or, or the worst thing is you wait until my performance evaluation a year later and want to bring up this thing that happened 50 weeks ago. And now neither one of us has a good recollection of what happened. And now, you know what? At the end of the day, all that really matters is I don't trust you anymore because we could have had that conversation 50 weeks ago, gotten to the bottom of it, had greater trust, respect, and admiration for one another, and then built on that. But when we do that, I think that's a really low blow. I think we have to, to, to man or woman up, 
You know, mm-hmm. you have a title that means some things. It means the buck stops with you sometimes, and it means you got to say the hard thing. And and we can say it in love, and we can say it in respect, and we can say it professionally. But you got to say it because otherwise, you're going to be resentful. That person isn't doing anything different. But how would they know? You haven't told them. Well, and I would say because of my, you know, because of of the number I identify as, um, with the understanding and the information and the knowledge that I'm gaining. You know, I do have more confidence in the right places. You know, I do have the a whole new intentionality, you know, and and you know, being able to say, all right, I know how to I know how to do this. You know, it's yep. more of a well-lit path yep. where I'm not as, you know, throwing darts blindfolded. Yep. If I need to kind of, you know, giddy up and have a conversation that normally, like you said, I would put off. Right. You know, because I do not want to confront. I mean, right. I don't need to confront anyone. I'll just need to let it all kind of marinate, right. right? And that's, I'm getting better at that. Well, and you're hoping for the best, right? You hope this person comes to that realization themselves, but it's like the forest <laughs> and the trees, right? If right. they're in the forest, they don't know that they're two feet from getting out of the forest, but you do because you saw it coming. And, you know, 15 years in, you've seen a lot of people in whatever part of the process it is. You have a sense when they're leaning in or leaning out better than anybody. But but to give a good example, as an eight, lots of people perceive me as um, confronting when I don't perceive it that way. So like that's a place I need to be, I need to be more careful mm. because I may not mean it confronting. I'm just like, help me understand this, this, and this because I'm genuinely trying to get to, why do we do that like that? Or how's that working for you? And, and for me, it really is collecting information to see if it is the most efficient or effective, but people get their feelings hurt. Well, some of that's theirs to own, but some of that is mine to own. And I have a, a way to do that better, to be, I hate this word, but I, I got it a lot as a young person. I have a way now to be a little softer, to be a little more careful in my word choice, to be a little maybe lower in my volume, a little calmer in my tone. Um, lots of people mis- misperceive an eight's passion for um for anger. And, and I mean, 99% of the time, it's not that. Um, but when we get to know each other better, you all have grace and patience for me when I'm passionate. I have more grace and patience or sometimes encourage you when you don't want to have a difficult conversation. And I say, well, Brian, is it going to be any easier next week? I'm or- having a flashback to when, <laughs> you know, we decided to partner this year in a more full-time capacity and introducing you to the different, uh, divisions at the home office Mm. and how you were, you know, getting ramped up, you know, Mm -hmm. with the different systems, whether it be the accounting department, Mm -hmm. sales department, uh, our new CRM, Mm -hmm. um, agent licensing, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. And Nikki just had lots of questions Mm -hmm. and lots of, you know, like intentional, like, Hey, 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 you know, and I'm like, I was able to sit back and just say, this is how it's going to be. And then people will come back to me. You know, now people are, have already circled back and said, wow, you know, she's mm-hmm. really uh, dynamic in wanting to learn how we do things, but also provide valuable input. Like I'm thinking about some of the systems that you've already helped our company with corporately mm-hmm. that just didn't work as well as they should. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, that again, that's, that's I think, one of the values of an aid is being a big picture thinker and having the strategy. But also, I was clean of it. Being brand new. Right. When I, I learned the process, and I was like, so why do we do this before this and then do that? Because I was thinking, I'm, I, was miss, I must be missing something. You all have done this for decades. And then it was like, well, no, actually, nobody's ever asked about that before. That's... Let us work on that. Our vice president of recruiting was like, oh, you know what? We can 
fix that. <laughs> yeah, we can make that better. We can make that faster. We can do that differently. And when he and I recently, he sends out an email on uh, Thursdays that he wants us to get to some new people on Fridays. And I said, is there any possible way you can send it out a little earlier in the day? Because I get it five minute, minutes before I'm supposed to leave. And he said, oh my gosh, absolutely. I, I forget about you East Coasters. And it was just a simple thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a simple thing that wasn't on his radar. But most, unfortunately, most other numbers on the Enneagram wouldn't I don't know if it's the guts I, I, or the forwardness. I don't know how to frame it, but wouldn't have said something because of that person's title or because of their role, when in reality, it helps all of us. There's a whole lot more than just our agencies that it helps. And and thankfully, again, he's open enough to say, oh, yeah, that's that's an easy fix. We can do that. And then we get to do what we do better and and stay off his radar. <laughs> well, and that's it. Like we're learning that, you know, the Enneagram tells us who to go to without bias. Yes. And um you know, and not playing favorites. Yes. Right? So doesn't matter who has what title, doesn't matter yes. how long someone's been, you know, with a certain company or organization. You know, it can be a much more well-lit path realizing uh if you want to get to the next level of, of achievement and just let's just say leading a life of significance uh, that you'd always known you're capable of. Um, and doing it with people, you know, and doing it with people and, and not by yourself. So mm -hmm. Nikki, why don't you, um, share some, some credentials and how people might be able to, to reach out to you. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So my speaking coaching business is called Grounded Vision. If you Google it, I'm sure you'll find me as a big uh, giraffe. It's it's a pretty logo, <laughs> uh, I like to think. You can email me at Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, at groundedvision.net. I'd love to hear your feedback from this, get your questions um, from this. If you think um, this is something you'd want to do on your team, I'd love to to have the discussion about whether, whether or not that would be a right fit. Um, but more than anything, I think, um, you know, our self-awareness is the key to all success. I mean, that's the bottom line. Us knowing ourselves and choosing behavior that we're proud of, um, it, that's the difference maker. That's the difference maker. And then we get to find uh, environments and people and situations and circumstances that that we learn and grow in and that we're really not just tolerated but accepted and, and applauded. And I'm so grateful to work with you and Sean and, and our team. And I, I feel that every day. I feel every day appreciated, seen, heard, uh, valued, and then also room for, and how do we all do this better? Like not being stagnant. And I, I need that kind of intensity in my life. I need learning and growth and challenge and things to get bigger and better and more exciting. And, uh, and, and again, the, the Enneagram has just helped us do that in, in such amazing ways. And I, I was so grateful that you guys asked me to do it for the team. I really do hope that, that we get to to keep it up, that it isn't language that we forget and that we don't just move on to something else um, and that we keep uh, inviting the new, the newbies to mm -hmm. the conversation and that we keep up leveling our agency builders um, to keep using it with the people that, that end up on their team. And because again, the more we value each of these individuals as whole humans, the better, the more likely they are going to stay, the less turnover they're going to have, the more consistent we are again, rising tide lifts all boats. And so we're just, we're on the right path. So on the right path, yeah. on the right well-lit path. Yeah. And uh, thank you for being here. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation. It's great. All right, time. gang. So episodes seven and eight should be coming sooner than five and six. So I uh, just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen. I 
truly appreciate your time. So uh, this has been another episode of It's Not Crypto with Brian Ross. Uh, we are inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson in Stone Mountain, Georgia. So stay tuned, upcoming shows, or listen to past shows by visiting www.endresultswithaz.com. <laughs>